Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are once again Sir Crokington. We are on Sangard Isle. And to distract people from all the treacheries, horrors and violence going on on the island, it's been decided there's a joust. And now, having waited for several episode, it, episodes, it finally is beginning. And we are taking part in this joust. Now, I really don't know what happens if you fail to qualify or fail to... or, or fail to win any of the contests. Because I don't think anyone has ever done that. Ever, 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 ever. They've always made it so they won every round. No matter how much they had to quit without saving to do it. Because that's that's just how people play. I presume the GM has, has triggered, has arranged things so that you still, you the game still continues. But I'm not sure if he has. Adventures. Anyway, this this joust will be in several parts. The joust, part one. The field is set. The contests have been contestants have been chosen. The tournament looms. Start the adventure. A bright, windy morning finds you in fine spirits as you embark upon the relatively short stroll along the sloped road leading down from the keep towards the newly appointed list field. Only a short while ago, you received word from Erd Fakir was gathering those who listed for the joust who set out at once, hoping to learn more about the looming tournament. He had only just started on the flattened stretch of the road and approaches the crowd when the sound of rapid footfalls from behind startles you. You turn to find Lucarin heading in your direction, apparently attempting to catch up with you through no real desire to see or speak with him. You sack in your place and politely wait for the court-faced advisor to reach your side. I'm not quite as young as you, he says, catching you off guard with a kindly smile. Have you a moment, regular dude? I'm afraid it's a matter of some importance. You tell Lucuin that you're on your way to the list field, answering the summons of Fakir, and he nods. Ask for only a few moments, he says. This is usually dour. Dour, the meaning returns. What I have to say concerns precisely that. Despite your nagging reluctance to interact with the unpleasant advisor, you're interested to hear what he has to say. However, little could have prepared you for the warning he delivers. The seeming sincerity with which the words pass from his lips. An attempt on your life will be made at the tournament, he says flatly. Yeah, I'm guessing it's whatever force is ultimately behind those snakes is, go is going at it in another way. Because the big flaming snake didn't work. Snakes in, snakes in my quarters didn't work. Hoping I'll get myself killed in the wild didn't work. 
Setting off against that goblin. Didn't work. Dropping a dropping a stone on me. That possibly was an accident, but I'm assuming not. That didn't work. Hoping Blue Cape would deal with me. That that was that was just a that that was just a, a help hoping really that didn't work. Yeah, so now the presumably they're going to try something at the tournament. Plenty of things that could go wrong at a tournament. I mean, someone could flip out the blunt weapons for wheel ones. With your mind still wheeling from this unexpected and startling turn of events. You recover sufficiently from the shock to ask Lucrin how he came to be certain of this. How he came to be certain of this. How he came to know it. There is very little that goes on about this place of which I need point, he says, eyeing you cautiously. I don't expect to be thought of as a hero. It is a role I'm ill suited for. I do, however, have a duty to see the interests of Thakir and the Thane are protected. As it stands of the moment, regular dude, you are their keen interest. I ask that you take every precaution to protect yourself from the event soon to unfold on the tournament field. Wish I had more to tell you, but at this hour, sadly, I do not. You ask Luakun if Thakir or mate Fane Mazabak know of, know of that which he has warned you. He shakes his head in response. You may mention this to Thakir if you wish, he says. I will not bother the Thane with the matter, Thor. Try enough, no doubt. This is every make waking moment on this isle. You thank Lucuin for the warning, and tell him that you will remain on your guard at all times. He bows and tells you that he will come to you should he learn anything further about the matter. Hmm. How does he know about this? Is it because... He's part of the organisation that is planning it. And they think, yeah, I mean, we could tell him. Yeah, okay, we tell him there's going to be an attempt on his life, yeah. Okay, I'll just look more credible. And admittedly, yeah, he might be slightly on, or more on guard, but he's already on guard. Yeah, I think he's just naturally going to assume that People are going to try to kill him at every moment. Yeah, that's just, that's just, Kevin more, they more concerned, so he, so he burned himself out, <laughs> or not, or maybe he isn't. Well, we we know he's, we know that he can fire fire teleport. And we know the snakes can fire teleport, so that that that's pretty solid that he is on their side. But it's not absolutely one hundred percent convincing, especially on Sargard, where everyone is, everyone has multiple sides and identities, except maybe Tharkir. I think I think he's probably the straightest guy on the entire island. Yeah. Yes, you thank Lokan for the warning and tell him you will remain on your guard at all times. He bows and tells you he will come to you should he learn anything further about the matter. The advisor bids you farewell, turns and starts back along the road leading up to the keep. He watched for several moments as he makes his way back in the direction of the formidable fortress for once again setting off the list field. You decide that for now, you keep what Luakin has told you to yourself. Yes, yes, because probably, probably the, the disorder about that would be dust, dust. Disorder that this would cause might just be the opportunity they need. To plot to pull off their assassination, because you know secrets and lies and secrets and lies, plots within plots, wheels within wheels. The lit the lists are surprisingly devoid of activity when you arrive. 
Presentate you long to spot a small group of soldiers gathered around that keeps command on the far side of the field. Thakir welcomes you with a smile and introduces you to the eleven men standing around him. All men seem to know full well who you are, and several of them voice their admiration for your recent deeds in the service of the commander and the Taishik cause. Tall, slender, long-haired man, his raven locks drawn back into a long braid that snakes down the back of his scarred, scarred leather vest, steps forward and tells you he's pleased to meet pleased to at last meet you. Thakir introduces the man as Ash Tyneburn and promptly tells you he is the greatest jouster in the kingdom. The man Thakir, as identified as Ash Tyneburn, blushes and shakes his head. Ooh, and there's a law book list for him as well. Ash Tyneburn. Ash Tyneburn is a captain of one King World's prized cavalry regiments currently stationed on Sangard Isle. He is an expert jouster, and by most accounts, he was the greatest to be found anywhere in the North Broadlands. Woo! There are tales from all across the realms of other jousters refusing to engage the decorated champion based solely on his illustrious reputation. Then I'm going to guess, narratively speaking, I have to meet him in the final. Because uh, uh, because if you meet him sooner, it's anticlimactic. If he gets knocked out, that's also... Well, admittedly, he could get knocked out, but then... By, possibly by someone who did devious trickery. And then you're avenging him. But if you're going to get... If you're going to... F- to face off against him, it will be in the final round. That that's just how it has to work, narratively speaking. Because even though logic, logis- logically speaking, if if how if how people were sorted out was decided at random, which presumably it is, although maybe there could be seeding involved. So so the big. So the big, the big show offs. So that the big, the big matches that everyone typed for definitely happen later. Because admittedly, you wouldn't, you wouldn't kind of be interested in a tournament if the fight that everyone is interested in happens in the first round, and then it's just. Several more rounds of that guy curb stomping everyone. Mm. Yes. But I assume, assume they've probably pl- arranged that. But the, the t- tournament organisers will arrange that. But the writer, Mr. Matthew Yarrows, would definitely arrange that. Unless, of course, this is Sangard. So something untoward or unexpected may happen. Hardly something that can measure up to your feet, I'm sure, he says in a friendly manner, moving up to you and initiating shoulder cross. If you've if you time some afternoon, I should like nothing better than hear any tales you might have to tell. They must indeed be both moonless and amazing. If only a short while you've managed to make such a name for yourself on Sangard. I'm honoured, regular dude. Remember, he, 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 he also will have tales to tell. Not just of jousting glory, but of regular cavalry actions. For I know, he may, he may well have been there in the, at the climax of the, the giant saga. Because he's the he is the greatest cavalry guy, so if if they were if they were if they could assemble the best at that time and he was available, they'd have sent him, and he would have he'd have gone yeah, just sliced through all those goblins and ogres and uh, and 
and covered himself with glory and guts. We can assume. Maybe he was there. Maybe he doesn't even know that I was the guy there. In fact, he, do he definitely doesn't know. Farco explains a total of 16 contestants have passed the trial and been selected to take part in the jousting tournament. He mentions that four of the contestants were on duty, but he assures you that they will not miss any of the pertinent details he's about to discuss. It's my hope, and also that of our good Thane, that his tournament will serve to strengthen the resolve and provide a worthy boost to any sagging morale, he says, glancing sternly at each of you in turn. This is, as you might expect, a friendly sort of spectacle. I would be greatly preferred if we were to pass without excessive bloodshed. Lance tips will be padded, and you will all be provided with blunted weapons. I assume that is perfectly understood. There are no questions, and Thakir goes on to explain how the tournament will work. As is custom, it will be a fight to the finish, he says, tone suggesting he's relating information that is wildly known. Once, but once one or both riders are unhorsed, the battle continues with sword or mace. He, uh, or she, who is standing, who is last standing, is the victor. I believe that is plain enough. One of the men, one of the men, a particularly large soldier named Oithmar, asked the commander if he was forgotten to mention the prizes, eliciting a chuckle from all present, including Thakir. It's not the glory of the fight enough, he grins. There will be prizes for all. Provided by the Thane. For as to what they are, I can but guess. I too have heard the rumour that his own horse, a steed worthy of envy, will be given to the champion. Through from his own lips, no such words have escaped in my presence. You will do well to settle your minds on the fight before you rest your eyes on, on any such prize. Besides, in all likelihood, only Ash will need, to, need worry about the champion's prize. His last comment, obviously designed to elicit a war reaction, does that, and the commander turns and heads back towards the keep, with comical jeers of the contestants, yours included, winging out from behind him. Ash Turnbull shakes his head and laughs. Yes. Ash Turnbull. He's not just a famous sports star. He's also a soldier. <laughs> so it's absolutely does him getting too too full of himself. That's because goblin guts stink on everybody. <laughs> you spend a few moments conversing with Ash Tarman before turning and starting across the list field, headed for the heap. As you pass by a tree of your fellow jousters, one of the men, a short, broad-shouldered broad -shouldered, broad -shouldered soldier named Hustad, purposely sticks out a foot, causing you to stumble. He and the two others at his side snicker as you stagger forward, fighting to maintain your balance. You think you can go about stepping all over, folks? Yes, in his coarse voice. Elicting a laugh from his two grinning cohorts. I suppose your head's about as swelled as old ashes. Being the great goblin slayer that you are. Ever had the chance to do better than goblins? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I have. Have you ever heard of Xylemore? Although technically they are goblins, but only the upper half. They also have magic powers and are spiders. You turn your gaze upon the three men and levy a witty retort at the uncouth hustard. He smirks and tells you that he means no harm. And for a moment the battle seems settled. However, as you turn to set off on your way, his biting tongue leaps into action, and he makes an obvious attempt to goad you into confrontation. 
I don't think twice about Whitey in this contest. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm, I've got to put... Uh, this, this, this dialogue didn't take... It soon assumes I didn't get gender changed. Alright. If I were in your place, I'd catch up with the commander and quest to have your name withdrawn. Save us all a bit of a shame. Fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny is in some way linked to the choice you're about to make. So I can turn around and keep and teach Hustart a lesson, or not. Honestly, he's not worthy of my blows. Ignore his comments and continue on your way. Hustart continues jeering at your back as you depart. His biting insults now elicting steady laughter from two men standing at his side. The sudden sharp sound of a landed blow startles you, and you turn around to see Hustert on the ground, slowly attempting to regain his feet. The two men at his side, also fellow jousters, step back from the figure standing over him. The tall, slender form of Ash Turnburn, the champion jouster, both of his hands resting on his hips, shares down at Hastur and slowly shakes his head. I've kindly asked you to be more mindful of your pre yourself in the presence. Well, okay, this says of a lady. I'm just going to say what it says. He says, never once taking his his eyes off his humble tongue. You're lucky it is I, not regular dude, who has chosen to remind you of your manners. I had a feeling you would like. Would likely have fared worse at, worse at his hands, I guess. Ah, ah, that's stupid. Ah, shit. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just going to. Let's just forget about that that gender switching thing that we did because it's it's too confusing. We'll just, we'll just forget that. As you reach the edge, the edge of the field, you are overtaken by Ash Tarbun. The master horseman and expert town jouster tells you to pay no heed to Hashtut. I wouldn't worry too much about him, he says, moving up to your side and smiling. He's not very steady on a horse. Certainly not for a man who, who's to be riding in a joust. I expect we'll find him flat on his back and utterly at the mercy of the first rider to charge against him. And besides, I've just given him what has long been his due. Ash tells you that for quite some time he finds himself longing for the opportunity to sign his heart, Hastrut, and he's hoping to face him in the joust. I can only say, Wakefield dude, that I surely hope to find myself staring down the tip of my lance at him. Ash begins to tell you a few of the details regarding some of the many unpleasant episodes associated with Hashdirt, when your eyes are suddenly drawn to an object fashioned to your upper portion of your white sleeve. Your pulse quickens as you realise you're staring at the other half of the wooden pendant given to you by Thane Porrand. Hmm, alright. How, how did he get that? I mean, it could be a coincidence. With an pendant half. Alright, I get I guess this is this is Dame Poen's dear friend. Okay, I, I mean makes sense. I mean I mean there's plenty of non sinister reasons for them to have met up. I mean we know before the Thane was the Thane, he was a commander in the Tyson army. Obviously, the cat he would have worked alongside, alongside some some, an as esteemed cavalryman as Ash Tarman, and presumably they teamed up this one time, and uh, some goblins had a very bad time following that. Your mind is immediately flooded with a wide array of thoughts. And you wonder if perhaps something less obvious and more sinister lurks behind the pleasant face of a man who's been quick to befriend you on the list field this windy morning. This windy morning, 
Ashtarbun finished his account, unaware that you heard next to nothing of it, and wishes and wishes you luck in the tournament. You echo his sentiment and bid him farewell. I mean it could be it could be something because this is Sangard and every it seems like everybody has a scheme on Sangard. It just it just comes. You just get, you know, do you have a scheme? No, but then you can't be on Sangard. Now Sangard, that's our tagline. Everyone has a scheme. Now, go, go out, no, go home, get yourself a scheme, and then you can come back. As you leave the list field, drawing near to the western edge of the coral, you call you suddenly spot two figures standing in the shadow cast by the largest of the stable buildings. You immediately recognise both Fakir and Luakan, and you are surprised to discover they appear to be engaged in a heated discussion. But you cannot make out their words at distance, both men are quite animated, and Luakan continues to make gestures in the direction of the list field, with no desire to linger here and draw undue attention to yourself. You swiftly continue on the, along the road leading up to the keep. As you pass through the gates of the Fidible Fortress, your mind turns from the most recent events to the looming spectre of the jousting tournament. You find yourself wondering just how much weight should be placed on the words of Luakin, and what was it that the commander and the advisor were arguing about? You wonder why Hesturt was so outwardly hostile towards you. And if indeed the true purse of the tournament is what Fakir stated on the list field. You also wonder about the matching half of the wooden griffin pendant you spotted adorning the white upper sleeve of Ashtarban. A man who before this morning was a stranger to you, but seemed eager to make your acquaintance and a friendly impression. Perhaps most immediate of your thoughts, however, above even your nagging doubts and suspicions, is the hope that you will not be the first to face the champion jouster in the lists. And that is the end of this bit. With 256 experience to general. Which is quite a lot, considering all we did was talk. I mean, we could have fought, but we decided not to. Alright. A lot of mysteries here. Uh, I'm going to save again, because I am going to be regularly saving, so that if I lose a joust, I can just quit without saving, and then win the joust. Or, Or I could have the option to just see what happens if you lose and then quit without saving and and then win move about the keep to the west camp the joust part two day one of the joust is underway embark on this adventure despite the lack of festivities that normally accompany a jousting tournament you are surprised at the size of the crowd gathered to witness the spectacle as you make your way onto the list field nearly an hour before the tournament is to begin. You're about halfway across the field, headed for the western edge, where the contestants are grouped, when you're suddenly joined by Arthur. The handsome huntsman smiles and tells you he'll be cheering for you as you attempt to make your mark on the tournament. All the talk around here is that Ash Tarbun's going to have an easy go of it, he says. But I hardly think that will be the case. Arafinia are going to give him a real one for it, regular dude. My prayers go with you. You thank Arthur for his support. And he's just about to turn... To turn, turn away and head over to the growing throng of spectators... When he stops, turns, and places his hand on the shoulders. The huntsman leans in and plants a quick and firm cheek kiss on your left cheek. For luck, of course. 
he says, smiling as he turns and strides off towards the edge of the field. You watch him depart for several moments before once again continuing on your way towards the far side of the lists where your fellow jousters are congregating. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's remember, Arthur, this guy is always the opposite gender of your hero. So it is a clearly, clearly designed love interest. And, and we'll go, well, maybe it will go somewhere. When all sixty, when all sixteen of your tournament contestants, when all sixteen the tournament contestants are present, including yourself, Thakir again explains the purpose of the tournament is to boost the morale of everyone involved, from the riders down to the last spectator. Everyone is again reminded that every effort is made to avoid bloodshed or serious injury. We are far enough away from our home. And the earth of the kingdom we hold dear, he says, pausing to get glare at two of the younger jousters who are obering each other. Let this contest remind us we need not also lose our spirit. The commander is about to continue speaking when suddenly the eyes of every contestant turn to the north side of the field as a distinct, distinct murmur runs through the sizable crowd. He turns to behold a possession of half a dozen armoured soldiers moving westward in front of the first tier. Tier of the spectators. Towards the rear of this possession, flanked on either side by watchful guards, is a tall, caped man. Hmm, caped. Like blue cape. In a chain shirt, over which hangs a blue and grey tabard. Blue? Hmm. A black wooden mask covers the man's face from just below his eyes to the tip of his chin. You and your fellow contestants watch in silence as the possession of Thane Mazabak proceeds to take its reserved place at the edge of the field. Right, I think this is the first time we've seen Thane Mazabak on this island. Fakir rises raises his right hand in salute to the Thane, and much to your surprise, the Thane turns and bows to Commander, before taking his seat. Well, yeah, of course, the thing is, before he started, the Thane was built up as this sort of maniacal, scheming, this maniacal, scheming villain, but is he? Is it just... Well, I mean, we know that a lot of the evil on this island has... that is actively opposed to him. And maybe that's just where people got the impression that the people... that he wasn't causing the crazy murders. is a state were happening around him because he was busy fighting them and there was splash over or something like that we really don't know I mean it'd be nice to just you know talk to him for a bit to say hey 
Are you trying to do a... Are you trying to pull a coup? Oh, God, nearly, yeah. That, that, no, that's not, an, that's not a question you can really answer. Acceptably, because if you're... Because if you were planning a coup, you would say you weren't. And if you weren't planning a coup, you'd say you weren't. I mean, the only answer which would be pretty revealing was, Seize him! Seize him for the disrespect! Chop off his head at dawn! Then you might reveal, yeah, he's a wongan. He's a wongan. Whether he's just, whether he's planning a coup, you don't, don't quite know. He could just be very, very prideful. Obviously. Or whatever else he's planning here. Something to do with Wavenbow, no doubt. Right. Thakir turns his attention to the contestants gather around him. And once again launches into a rather exhausted explanation of the rules of the tournament. Which are listed below. Armour and shield suitable... Armour and shield suitable for the contest will be provided in the event that the contestant does not possess a suitable item. Dousters may choose either a wooden sword or a wooden mace as their weapon. Jousters may not fight unarmed. A bout is to consist of two jousters riding at one another, separated by the, by the tilt a short wooden fence. That divides the two lanes of the field, two lanes of the list. The goal for e of of each rider is to attempt to unseat their opponent by striking them with the tip of their lance. Jousters must attempt to strike their opponent's shield, which allows for the most protection. The jousters will continue to make passes at each other along the tilt to one or both of them has been unhorsed. When one or both jousters have been unhorsed, a hand-to-hand -hand combat on foot will ensue to determine the winner. All efforts must be made to avoid injuring the horses involved in the jousting. As good steeds are not overly plentiful on the aisle, any jouster who strikes a horse with their lance will be immediately disqualified. And there's also a big jerky jerk face. As is traditional, with this type of tournament, contestants must show appropriate respects to the lord or lady overseeing the contest. In this case, Thane Mazabak. A respectful bow before the Thane is required by the contestants at the conclusion of each bout. Thakir finishes explaining the rules, announces the pairings for the first round of the tournament. You're amused to learn you'll be facing Hustert. The soldier you previously had an alteration with on this very field. Although admittedly most of the actual fighting was done by Ash Tyburn. Looks like we'll be able to settle things now, said Hustert, stepping forward. You wish Hustert luck, and he surprisingly wishes you the same. I think you need a lot more, but you're still going down. You learn that you... You learn the about with Hashtert will be the first of the day, and Fakir instructs, instructs you both of you to ready yourselves. While the horses are being dressed for the contest, you discover a large collection of armour laid out for contestants to, to take, if they wish. Now, there's a lot, it's a lot of superior armour here. There's also a battered shield. Right, I'll, probably, I'll take the battered shield because that seems to be a unique item. Although I'll just check. Yeah, that battered shield is a unique item you can only get here. And now all of this this stuff we've got superior, superior banded plate scale, and chain sleeves. Sleeves, gauntlets, and helms, all superior, and greaves. 
Alright, so yep, 16 pieces of equipment. Now, no, now, the tricky thing is, you can just take the lot of it and then sell it later for cash. But, Sir Crowhitton is trying not to draw attention to himself. And also, if immediately after this, ooh, 16 pieces of... 17 pieces of iron were just yoinked. And then, then one day later, 17 pieces of superior armour. Okay, 16 pieces of superior armour of all of the exact same types and the battered shield were all sold. Yeah. So I better draw something from that. So I, I'm going to resist the temptation and not pick up all this equipment to then sell for cash. Even though apparently you can get you can get seventeen thousand gold from that, which is a lot, especially considering it takes no effort on your part. You just got to have enough space in your inventory to put them all. But that'd be easy because you know this is coming, so you can sell off all your stuff in advance. Okay, I'm taking the battered shield. I don't need it, but it's unique, so I want it. At last, when you're done looking over the equipment, you make your way over to the horse that's been prepared to bear you to the first bout of the competition. Okay. As you approach your horse, a young soldier walks up to you and bows. He then presents you with a wooden sword and a wooden mace. And he asks, which of the weapons you wish to use in the in the bout? Okay, do I have weaponry, weaponry bashing or weaponry slashing? No. Hmm. So each of them are equally terrible. Sword. You choose the wooden sword. The, so the, the soldier hands you the weapon, which is surprisingly sturdy. Bows and then strides off. The wooden sword, it's just a weapon, it's common, so it's quality is common, it, it does not in any way boost your MR, because it's made of wood. It would be weird if it did. It's a slashing weapon with an encumbrance of eight. I, I don't know whether you keep these all the way. And I will have to use it. I've got it now. You reach your horse and are greeted by Thakir. The commander places his hand on your shoulder and wishes you luck. Just a bit of sport, regular dude, he says smiling. Not quite exciting as chopping down the nana, nananok, I'd wager. But a good bit of fun all the same. Ride well and keep your lance up. Thakir turns and heads off to the opposite end of the lanes. Seeking to also wish, wish Hashtur luck. You mount your horse, a young and sturdy charger, and a soldier in a wed tabard immediately takes the animal's wains and leads it over to the start of the white list lane, staring down the length of the tilt, the wooden fence dividing the lanes. You watch as Hastert manoeuvres his, his steed into place at the far end. Another soldier appears at your side, bearing the lance that you use to attempt to unhorse your opponent. You take the lengthy weapon, noting its padded tip, <coughs> and thank the soldier, who quickly departs. A cheer rises up from the crowd as spectators begin to sense the start of the first bout is drawing near. You turn and scan the large gathering of onlookers, and are quick to spot Lurkin sitting next to Fe seated next to Thane Masbach. You are, however, unable to catch sight of Arthurok amidst the crowd. Your horse snorts loudly and shakes its head while stamping impatiently. Sometimes, 
you get precisely what you wished for. The loud voice startles you, and he turns your whites to find Ash Tarnburn striding up to you. He reaches up and meets you in the shoulder cross, and wishes you luck in your bout against Hashdirt. You want, you want to be sure to unseat him, he says, staring down his lane, down the lane at your distant opponent. You can win without knocking him on his horse, as there is a melee to follow the charge. But it's an uphill battle of you climbing off your back. There is nothing quite so humbling as being unhorsed before a crowd. I guess you're familiar with that from the perspective of the unhorser, and maybe from your early days. You thank Ash for his words of advice, and he again wishes you luck, before turning and heading back to where his own horse awaits him. A chorus of horns fills the air, eliciting a raucous cheer from the eager crowd, as the wailing blasts echo across the keep across the field and off the tall walls of the distant keep. Fakir steps into the middle of the list field and holds up both of his hands, which immediately subdues the war of the spectators to a murmur. Your horse stamps impatiently and shakes his head. The commander turns and bows deeply in the direction of the thane. He returns the gesture of respect by raising from his seat and nodding at Fakir. As soon as Thane Mazabak has taken his seat, Thakir continues in a stern, thundering tone. For the glory of the Allfather, for the glory of our Thane, and for the glory of the King, and for the glory of Tysa, this contest of valour and might shall now begin. Almost the instant Thakir stops speaking, Hashdir's hawk lurches forward and breaks into a charge. You snap the wains against your steed, your steed's neck and dig your feet into its sides. But the proud charger needs little urging. Your horse bolts down the lane, carrying you at unnerving speed towards your rapidly approaching opponent. Your heart pounds as the thundering hoofbeats of two heavy chargers rise into the air above even the din of the cheering cloud, crowd, clinging to the reins with one hand, and trying, trying to steady your lance with the other, you fly down the list, perilously close to the tilt, as you prepare to make an attempt to unhorse your determined opponent. Please note, you will now be required to make a series of three random numbers to determine the outcome of your attempt to unhorse your opponent. Your opponent, Hashdeer, will also choose three numbers in the same fashion. The total of the three, three numbers you pick, including bonuses, will be weighed against the total achieved by your opponent. That's dirt. The first random number will determine how well you are able to maintain control of your charging mount while retaining your poise in the shadow, picking a number. Bonus is 75, 70 from horsemanship and 5 from luck. Hmm. I could have written wizen. I could have wit of road horsemanship by one. I'll do that after this round. And that got me one extra bonus. All right, pick now. Ninety. Your ability to control your charging horse and to maintain your poise in your shadow has earned you ninety points, bringing your total for this pass to ninety. Hashdirt's ability to control his charging steed and retain his poise in the saddle has earned him 94 points, bringing his total this pass to 94. Right, that was a pretty bad roll for me. Next one. You must now select a random number to determine how well you are able to maintain your balance in the saddle while simultaneously holding the reins of your horse and attempting to position your lance. You're also attempt attempting to remain focused on your rapidly approaching opponent. Picking a number. Bonus of 80. 20 from might, 20 from body, 20 from agility, and 20 from spirit. Pick now! 119. Your ability to maintain your strength, balance, and concentration during this charge has earned you 119 points, bringing your total this pass to 200. 
Hashtag's ability to maintain his strength, balance and concentration during this charge has earned him 77 points. Which must mean that his bonus must be less than mine. Because I could... It is theoretically impossible for me to get as few points as he did. Yes. Because he's not actually that good at it. Bringing his total for this pass to 171. You must now... Make a ran- select a random number to determine how accurate your attempt to strike Hastert with your lance will be. Picking a number. Bonus of 145. 140 from weaponry lances. So whatever your lance's skill is, it's doubled. And 5 from luck. So that's one quarter of your luck stack. It's all about how good you are with lances. You get all, if you, for some reason, decided, I'm going to plot, I'm going to throw all my general experience in, into, at this, you could, you could end up with a 205 bonus. Which would be quite silly. Because, uh, weaponry lances is, until now at least, only ever used in this small series of adventures. Of course, it does. It does help. It does help gain increase your quickstone bonus, because when you ever get an ASP or skills and powers award, you get you get skills to weaponry lances, which means you get more more. Ten percent of that goes. Ten percent of that becomes the quickstone bonus. Anyway, pick now. You picked seven. Plus one hundred forty-five. One hundred fifty-two. Your your ability to control and aim your lance while at full charge has earned you one hundred fifty-two points, bringing your total for this pass to three six one. Hastert's ability to control and aim his lance while a full charge has earned him 181 points, bringing his total this pass to 352. Okay, we, we seem pretty evenly matched. Despite your valiant efforts, neither you or Hastert managed to land solid blows with your lances. Both of you remain upright in the saddle, as the speed of your charge carries you past one another in the blink of an eye. As your horse rounds the tilt and prepares to make another charge, this time down the opposite lane, Hashtert's steed makes a turn at the far end and breaks into a gallop along the lane down which you thundered only moments ago. As your bold charger surges down the list, the crowd roars its approval. Alright, your heart pa- pounds as the thundering hoofbeats of the two heavy chargers rise into the air, above even the din of the cheering crowd. Clinging to the reins with one hand and trying to steady your lance with the other, you fly down the list, perilously close to the tilt, as you prepare to make an attempt to unsort, unhorse your determined opponent. Okay, now it's the same numbers again. Alright, picking a number, bonus of 75, pick now. 153, better. And it are 153, he's 124. Here we go. Alright, picking a number once more for how yep. determine how well you are able to maintain your balance in the saddle while simultaneously holding the reins of your horse and attempting to position your lance. You also attempt to remain focused on your rapidly approaching opponents. So pick a number, bonus 80, pick now. Okay, 130 points. That's 50 plus 80. That brings me up to 385 and... And, and Hash Dirt just got 80 points, bringing him up to two, 204. 283 to two, 204. I'm, I'm well ahead. Okay, now, how good I'm going to hit him? Pick a number, bonus 145. Pick now. Alright, I got 161, he got 140, so 444 versus 344. I think that's going to knock him down. The tip of your lance smashes into the centre of Hashtag's shield. The force of your blow sends the broad 
shouldered wide, a toppling from the saddle with a cry of alarm. He lands on his back in the middle of the lane and emits a series of loud, painful gasps as he struggles to recapture his breath. You quickly bring your charging steed to a halt and dismount, casting aside your lance in favour of the wooden sword you chose at the outset of the contest. As you rapidly bear down on him, Hashtard painfully st- pain- staggers painfully to his feet and draws his wooden sword. The broad shoulders soldier assumes a defensive stance as he prepares to face your swift attack. The crowd roars wildly in anticipation of the impending melee. Okay, my current stats... Uh, well, I, I don't know what my current stats are, but they're less. Alright. Engage in non-lethal combat. Hastert expels sharply as he strikes you with his wooden sword, and I slash at him. Does it again, and he is defeated. 20 XP, and also my melee waiting was brought down to 265, because I am very bad at swords. Hastert stumped 20 XP. Hastert stumbles once, and then, and then drops to his knees. He casts aside his wooden sword and holds up his hand, signalising his, signaling his concession of the bout. He attempts to say something to you, but at that moment his voice is drowned by the roar of the crowd, as the gathered spectators voice their approval for what they have just witnessed. You reach down and help your opponent to his feet. Hashdirt seems somewhat taken aback when you sincerely congratulate him on a fine showing. He admits to you that he was somewhat dismayed to learn that you were to be his opponent in the first bout. In the first bout. Suppose I had no, I had reason to frown upon it after all. He says smirking. Perhaps, perhaps we'll have another go of it someday, he says, as you both make your way across the list field, across the field towards where the thane is seated. The two of you bow deeply in the direction of Thane Mazabak, who rises from his seat and nods at you respectfully. You turn around, prepared to set off and retrieve your horse, Lance, only to find yourself face to face with Arthurok, Ashdunbun and Thakir. The commander and Ash both commend you on your well-earned victory, and then depart, leaving you alone near the centre of the list field with the human huntsman. Arthurwork congratulates you and says that he had little doubt that you would prevail. Then, in a swift and unexpected move, he leans forward, grasps your hand and kisses the back of it. For continued luck, of course, he says, smiling. The first round of the tournament concludes just before midday, leaving only eight jousters left to contend for the title of champion. Among those who best... Bested the opening round. Opponents is Ash Tyburn. Much to the dismay of most of the remaining contestants. Wouldn't worry about Ash Tyburn, says Arthurwok, as the two of you stride off the list field, based on what I saw today. You're the one the West ought to be worried about, and no mistake about that. As you reach the edge of the list, edge of the field, you suddenly realise the incitement of the joust. Lukuin's eerie warning had largely slipped your mind, for you still question the merit of the advisor's words. You remain mindful of the fact that it is usually when you least expect peril that one finds, one suddenly finds herself immersed in it. You part ways with Arthur Wook as you approach the keep, and find yourself wondering if perhaps the attempt on your life that Lukuin has warned you about will come to pass. However, as you pass... Through the gates of Sargard Keep, a vague but steadily growing sense of dread seems to suggest that it will. And that ends this adventure for 384 experience to general. Alright, and we're close to an hour, so that's enough jousting. Enough jousting for now. Just going to save. Now, as a preview. The next 
the next one is Joust Part 3. Just just J2, day 2 of the jousting tournament. It's just a regular day, apparently. Regular day for jousting. Alright. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.